Welcome to Rocktail Hour, an hour's worth of rockin' good time in about 15 minutes with your buddies Tim, Treg, and Ryan. Three old guys that are a testament to the fact that rock and roll keeps you young. In each Rocktail Hour, we bring you our favorite stories behind the greatest rock and roll tunes of all time and other interesting musings about the music and the rockers who inspire us. Rocktail Hour is now an affiliate of Amazon.com, the online megastore that offers Earth's biggest selection. If you're going to buy stuff on Amazon anyway, it would be cool if you would first click on the Amazon link on the Rocktail Hour homepage or affiliates page, and Amazon will kick a few bucks back to Rocktail Hour to help fund the free podcast. Today, Treg is going to bring us the story behind Schools Out by Alice Cooper. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, I, I figured we couldn't go too long without talking about the guy who originated horror rock. Is that, is that what you call it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Schools Out is the title track on Alice Cooper's fifth album that was released in the summer of 1972. Did Alice Cooper predate Black Sabbath, or would we consider Black Sabbath horror rock? Very similar, but I think Alice Cooper was first, but I could be wrong. Well, Alice Cooper was in the late 60s, early 70s, mm. and that was about the same amount. Black Sabbath was yeah. a little before that, right? Yeah. That's, a, that's amazing when you think that, that Alice Cooper was performing and recording in the 60s. Yeah. 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 His, I, his, I his career Halen, has spanned six decades. It's incredible. We just we just did the podcast about Van Halen, and I'm pretty sure that Van Halen was very early 70s when when they was began it? and got together. Maybe when they got together. I don't think the first album came out until late 70s, though, but I could be wrong. I don't know that it was real late 70s, mid-70s. Maybe, yeah. yeah. We get back to Alice Cooper. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> Alice Cooper. School's out. Summertime. Yeah. It's a rock till hour. Can't we talk about rock and roll? <laughs> School's Out became Alice Cooper's first major hit single, yeah, reaching number seven on the uh, Billboard Hot 100 pop singles chart, and the album reached number two. It also wow. marked the first time that Alice Cooper became regarded as a serious band and not just a theatrical act. We'll talk in just a minute about, uh, about the shows that they would put on. Schools Out was also ranked number 319 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. So What, what num- number? 319. Oh, okay. oh yeah. I thought you said 19. No, no, like, 319. No, it's not. <laughs> 319, that's all right. Rolling, Stone, Rolling gives Stone's it's... losing their credibility yeah. these days. Well, Ugh. 319 gives gives the song some credibility as an actual good rock song and not just as a as a gimmick, Yeah, I think. And it, it's a rockin' song. It, it, it's it's kind of gimmicky, but it is a great song. Well, remember, though, that that's not rock songs. That's 500 greatest songs. So I'm a little that's surprised true. it's that's on true. the list, you know. But Al, Alice Cooper's incredible. I am a real yeah. fan, so I, I'm not yeah. complaining. Yeah. Well, Alice Cooper, actually, let's talk about the man first. The lead singer for the band Alice Cooper is Vincent Furnier. And that's his, that's his given name. Oh, that's Alice Cooper's name. Yes. Oh. Alice Cooper was the name of the band, just like Jethro Tull oh, was the name of the oh, band. okay. Yeah. Which I also didn't know until I did more research on Jethro Tull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so but, he, he eventually adopted the name. Right. We'll I was going to say, yeah, you know, now you would refer to him as Alice Cooper. That's right. And yeah. when he did his solo work, he also did that under the name Alice Cooper. Yeah, because he was in that semi-terrible Johnny Depp movie last Halloween time. Do you, either of you see that? Johnny Depp was a vampire. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. He refers to himself as Alice Dark Cooper. Shadows. Dark Shadows, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right, right. He, have you seen that, Tim? That was an awesome movie. It was a good show. I liked that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. What, 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 what did I call it? I mean, I, I may have to retract my statement. <laughs> I like when Johnny Depp called the hippies, I'm sorry to do this, happy, hairy people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that was fantastic. No, I'm sorry if I said it. Was, did I say it was terrible? If I said it was terrible, I misspoke. Right, I, no, I don't think it was terrible. It was um, campy. 
Yes, that's be. true. Yeah, that's true. Well, in an, in an age where rock and roll was really dominated by flower power and peace and love, Alice Cooper was the original rock and roll villain. In fact, I think he intentionally went out to make himself the villain because of this. And the, rock and roll didn't have a villain. Right. He wanted to be the oh. villain. So a, a lot of people Richard call him... Bit. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people call him the godfather of shock rock. And he is regarded as being the artist who first introduced horror imagery to rock and roll and whose showmanship permanently transformed heavy metal. Hmm. So I think Black Sabbath, they were doing heavy metal and they were doing these deep, dark themed songs. Mm -hmm. Alice Cooper was, was introducing, you know, props on stage, right, theatricality. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, he would have guillotines on but stage yeah, yeah, I was and different, pretend different to sever heads. Different theatricality than like David Bowie did. Yeah, was yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah, dark. He drew from vaudeville and horror shows and all kinds of different mm -hmm. yeah. weird influences yeah, it was to put almost on like this a grandly, exactly, like a horror circus. Yeah, a horror mm -hmm. circus. Yeah. Exactly. And he would use boa constrictors, you know, he'd yeah. wrap them around himself and he would sever baby doll heads and electrocute himself at night and uh, bull whips and all yeah. kinds of crazy things. Same kind of things Tim does in his off time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, he epitomized exactly why my parents didn't want me to have yeah. anything to do with rock and <laughs> yeah. roll. I'm right. literally, yeah. you know, I mean, they would, they would use him as an example and which totally made me want to listen to his music, right, which right. totally made me want to seek out hearing what his music sounded like. Yeah. So see, my parents complained about Bon Jovi. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even know about Alice Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is that his music also isn't, doesn't have these evil themes to it. It was a show. It was like a yeah. horror movie, mm -hmm. you know, a live horror movie in contrast to Black Sabbath. Yeah. Whose music was really, really dark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they weren't, don't you think they were kind of in the same genre though of the yeah. horror rock? Sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. Similar. One thing that Alice Cooper has said is that his shows were intended to uh, make people happy. He wanted them to leave happy after the show. He contrasts himself to people like Marilyn Manson, who also does theatrical, over-the-top shows. I've never seen one, but mm -hmm. you know he really I've goes seen clips. Yeah, no, it's not a it's not a circus like like I said with with um, Alice F. Alice Cooper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the shock rock reputation came to him almost by accident. Um, there's a famous story about uh, they were playing a show and there was some gimmick that he was doing with a feather pillow and there was a chicken that happened to come on stage and so happened to come on stage yeah he just happened to come on stage and was i don't know playing in utah <laughs> i don't know where he was playing but it, it wasn't supposed to be on stage but it ended up on stage and so alice cooper grabs the chicken or you know the lead singer we'll call, we're going to call him alice cooper yeah. throughout because otherwise it'll be confusing so this was before he changed his name though so alice cooper grabs the chicken and he didn't know. He thought it had wings. He thought it would fly away. It must have been in an outdoor venue, I guess. How does a chicken happen to come on stage? <laughs> I don't understand this. Well, it was it was in Toronto. Oh, okay. It was a it was a rock well, and roll revival yeah, concert. Canadian chicken. Nineteen sixty nine. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. different. So so Alice Cooper takes this chicken and he assumes that it's going to fly away because it's got wings. He didn't know any better. So he throws it into the air, and it lands in the first few rows and happened to be. Um, the first few rows had been reserved for people in wheelchair. Wheelchair accessible yeah. area. And so the people in the first few rows proceed to tear the chicken apart. And uh, so the, the, the press was reporting afterwards that Alice Cooper tore the head off of the chicken and drank its blood. And uh, so he gets a call from Frank Zappa, and Frank Zappa says, is that what really happened? And Alice Cooper says, no, and he tells him what happened, you know, 
you know, I threw it into the air expecting, you know, that it would fly away. And, and Frank Zappa said, don't tell the truth. Let everybody believe really? that you bit the head off because of the chicken. I've heard yeah. that story before. Yeah. And because of the sensationalism of it, then that would increase his reputation and, you know, sure, draw, right. yeah. generate a lot of interest. It's kind of like Black Sabbath or Ozzy yeah. biting the head off of the dove, you know, which did the, happen, but yeah, it, it, it skyrocketed uh, the interest in the band. Sure. And the same thing happened here. When we were in school, when, when Treg and I were in grade school, there was a really famous story about, about Alice Cooper eating somebody's vomit. Is there? Any, oh. is, are you even going to discuss about that? I no, st- I still I don't know. If, I still don't that. know if that's true or not. I was hoping that we would, that it would all come, come out in the open today. But it's still just an urban <laughs> legend, apparently. <laughs> I, I've heard some other urban legends too, and I don't think it's worth talking about. Well, yeah. And I, right. I, I don't know that any of it's true, and, and even if it was, I, I don't think we would want to give credence to it. My favorite line in Spinal Tap is, is when they said. Well, he choked on his vomit. It wasn't really his vomit. It was somebody else's vomit. Which I didn't know, but John Bonham of Led Zeppelin died choking on his own vomit. Yeah. So I'm not sure well, I but, think that yeah. part of the movie there's is a, funny anymore. No. Yeah, there's, a, there's a couple of them that have done that. Yeah, I have. I I've never heard that. From yeah. drinking. Well, it usually happens yeah. when you drink. Yeah. Pass out. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Alice Cooper appeared at the Strawberry Fields Festival near Toronto, and this was in 1970. And there was a um, several bands that were playing, you know, in the same festival at the time. And Cooper himself stated that we were into fun, sex, death, and money when everybody was into peace and love. We wanted to see what was next. It turned out that we were next, hmm. and we drove a stake through the heart of the love generation. I, 1970? 1970, yeah. yeah. I think in, in large part that Alice Cooper did put in kind of an end, the beginning of the end of that 60s style peace and love yeah, rock. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk a little bit now about the name of the band. The, the legend is that the name Alice Cooper came from a session with a Ouija board. Huh. And they chose it because it was this wholesome name, you know, just this generic wholesome name in contrast to the band's image in their music. So they wanted it to be kind of ironic. Fans started calling the lead singer Fernier. They called him Alice. And he, you know, thought this was odd because that was the name of the band. It wasn't his name. But eventually he just decided to go with it because that's what everybody was calling them. So he did. And uh, he kept that name when he went solo into the 70s. And so now, you know, when you think of Alice Cooper, you think of the man. But originally that was the name of the band. Yeah, I didn't even know. Since, Since Alice Cooper was the original name of the band, and it was actually owned by the band and not himself. When he started to go solo, he he paid the band a royalty for the use of the name, and he still does to this day. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that's a decent thing. Yeah. Holy cow! <laughs> well, I know I like Vincent Furnier. He does right. he does decent things. Yeah, he's actually a good guy. He yeah. play, he 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 plays in a lot of charity golf tournaments. Yeah, and does a lot of good things. Well, he's um, the kind of person that recognizes the image that he's built and has no problem poking fun at himself. He, he has a I genuinely agree. good sense of humor. When he appeared, I don't know, in the, in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s, when, with Pat Boone at some awards ceremony, and Pat Boone comes dressed, out dressed in his heavy metal gear because oh, he yeah, just that. released his own heavy metal album, yeah. which was... We've talked about this before, yeah, I think. Oddly good, right? <laughs> in a weird way. I just thought that that Alice Cooper was was really funny the way that he played off of that because 
you know, Pat Boone was hokey, but Alice Cooper was sort of a, a really funny straight man to Pat Boone's weirdness. And it was funny. <laughs> and I will tell you that one of the funniest scenes in the movie Wayne's World is when they go to the concert. I was just going to talk about that. Oh, absolutely. No, go ahead. It then. Tell it. When they go to the concert and, and they and they walk in and Alice Cooper's sitting in a chair like he's the Pope and has a great mm-hmm. big ring on. And they, <laughs> and they, you know, they get down and they bow to him and we're not worthy. And, and then somehow it, it evolves into Alice Cooper providing a history lesson on how Milwaukee got its name yeah. from the Native Americans. <laughs> and just hilarious because he deadpans it yeah. so well. And I just, you know, that was a great laugh. And I've yeah, really respected, scene. I really respect people that can play off of type like that. Yep. I think he's really like that. I think you know, he, he is just a down-to-earth guy. Yeah. You know, off stage. No, it's part of it. It's part of a show that he does when he's yeah. on stage. Yeah. So Let's talk about the song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The song. So uh, Alice, sure we don't want to, you know, delve into Simon and Garfunkel a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Alice Cooper wrote this song with his guitarist, Michael Bruce. Cooper said that he was inspired to write this song when answering the question, what is the greatest three minutes of your life? He says that there's two times. I'll, I'll just read the quote because I think it's interesting. There's two times during the year. One is Christmas morning when you're just getting ready to open the presents. The next one is the last three minutes of the last day of school when you're sitting there and it's like a slow fuse burning. I said, if we can catch that three minutes in a song, it's going to be so big. Mm. Yeah. And indeed it was. That's indeed awesome. It, it is yeah. awesome. I remember that mm-hmm. feeling. Yep. And, and yeah. when he said after he had written it, he said, I knew he had, we had just done the national anthem. I've become the Francis Scott Key of the last day of school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. And I still, when I, when, I, when I pick up my girls from school or when I ride with them after school, I'm cranking this song because yeah. it is a rocking song yeah. for sure. It's got a great hard driving riff and it's got an excellent hook and just tons of energy. Mm-hmm. You know, it just brings you up so much. And I can remember as a kid too, you know, it's got the, it's got that children's rhyme in there. No more pencils, no more books, no more yeah. teacher's dirty looks. I remember singing that on the bus coming home from oh, school, yeah. you know, even when I went in elementary school and junior high riding the bus. Mm-hmm. Last day of school, it, it, this captures that emotion, you know, it's just like you're pumped. It's summer. And we would we would chant that on the bus rides yeah. home. <laughs> no more pencils, no more books. Well, I was going to say, and I don't I don't know what it's like after we graduated from high school, but um, I can remember very early on in in grade school, and I'm not even sure I attributed this song to Alice Cooper at the time, but very early on in grade school, we sang this song, and we sang it every year through graduation you could hear people singing it in the halls really yeah it wasn't it wasn't playing anywhere you could just hear people singing it and i remember myself singing it every year till i graduated from high school and i don't know if kids do it now you know i've heard it on i've heard it in the summer i've heard it you know the last week of school on the radio but i don't know if kids you know nowadays know the song but for years we would sing this on the last day of school. It was incredible, yep. especially yep. in junior high. I particularly remember it in junior high, walking down the hall and you know, 30 people singing it at the same time. It was School's great. Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Exactly. Alice Cooper also said that he was inspired in part by a Bowery Boys show that was, uh, I guess, a series in, in the early 1940s and 50s, something like that. Wow. And the Bowery Boys were characters and they were, I think they did movies back during that time period. And they would use the phrase, school's out, to mean wise up or get with the program. 
And he used to watch those shows growing up. And so he remembered hmm. that phrase, School's Out, and, and that's where the title comes from. Hmm. The lyrics uh, of School's Out indicate that not only is school ended for the summer vacation, but it's ended forever, and that the school itself had been blown up. I wonder now whether that is in good taste, you know, to, yeah. to play a song and sing a song where the school has been blown to pieces. In the song? In the song, it actually... The lyrics? Yeah, the lyrics say school has been blown to pieces. Metaphorically. Yeah, right. There you go. Yeah. It's just metaphor. Yeah, and let me just tell you, nobody pays attention to that. You know, we've done 70 podcasts, give or take, right? This is my favorite podcast, and let me tell you why. Because this is a fun podcast on a fun song. Yeah. And I don't think anybody can find any negative to take away from this song. So while while that sentiment is, is clearly not in good taste, especially, you know, given the events of today, nobody attributes that to this song. This is nothing but a, a song of pure joy, and it always has been. And even just talking about it in this podcast has been fun. So there's my two cents. Yeah. I'm okay with it. This is my favorite yeah. podcast of all time. Is it? Yep. <laughs> this one right now. Yeah. Well, we've talked about somebody that I kind of think is odd, but cool. And Furnius. We, yeah. Vincent Furnier. Vincent Furnier. Vincent Furnier. Furnier. I, am, I am now a bigger fan of Alice Cooper than I was before. Yeah, me too. And mom, I listened to Alice Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's interesting too is that, that the song, it's got some clever lyrics in it. Mm -hmm. Listen to this. Listen to these lyrics. Well, we got no class and we got no principles, which is pretty cool. You know, mm -hmm. class and principles, Ter double terrible, entendre terrible English, there. But yeah, 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 double entendre there. And we got no <laughs> innocence. We can't even think of a word that rhymes, which I just laugh. <laughs> every, every time I listen to this song and I'm singing along with it, after that line, I just bust out laughing. It's very funny. That's awesome. The chorus of children who sing the, the, the children's rhyme in this was put together by Bob Ezrin. And he also used a children's chorus for another famous song, Another Brick in the Wall, by Pink oh. Floyd. Oh, cool. Yeah, he was the one who had the idea of putting the children's rhymes in, in that. Hmm. He likes the idea of having children's voices on songs about school. Interesting. Hmm. And in live concerts, Cooper will sometimes incorporate some of the lyrics from Another Brick in the Wall into School's Out. He'll kind of weave it in, and it fits just perfectly. Oh, yeah. The We Don't Need No Education part, or what? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need no thought control, no dark sarcasm I, why, in the classroom. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I think, I I don't really think it's we don't need no education. I think no? he, I think he says, you can't have any pudding if you don't eat your meat. <laughs> I was, I was shouting that in the car the other day with my son and his friend in the car and they just, because my son, my youngest son really likes another brick in the wall. Mm. And so I was shouting that at the top of my lungs, and now he doesn't want to play it ever again. That's all I got. School's out. That's awesome. Holy that, cow. That I have a lot of respect song. for Alice Cooper because- yeah. Kind of different I, now. Yeah. I, I think differently, but yeah. yeah. You, you always wonder if people take, okay, for example, in Metallica, when you talk about Enter Sandman, that is one heck of a rockin' song. Oh, yeah, Definitely. And some of the dumbest lyrics of all times, and you and and that's a perfect example of why the movie Spinal Tap was so funny. You take those really hokey lyrics, and put it together with some good music, and you wonder if they're serious. You wonder, or you wonder if they're just laughing at us for making their music so popular. You know, in a way. Yeah. And it sounds to me, from from the information that you've given, that Alice Cooper just just enjoyed what he was doing. Yeah. 
bottom line, hey, I'm going to enjoy it. And if you enjoy it, then we both enjoy it. And that's great. And I, I think that's wonderful. That's all you can hope for from rock. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, thanks, Trek. You can listen to a clip from the song on iTunes by clicking on the album link on the Rock Tell Hour website. Please email us at dudes at rocktellhour.com if you think we got it all wrong. If you have an interesting Rock Tell Hour of your own, or if you have a recommendation of a song that would be a good subject for Rock Tell Hour. If you think we're lame, just keep that to yourself. Please follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and rate us on iTunes. Until the next Rock Tell Hour, rock on. Rock on.